everybody? Taylor Toxin back at you. Hello, hello. I have a new guest today. Her name is Kelsey Rain. She is a musician, a teacher, and I put on the flyer dice designer. I wasn't really sure how to how to how to uh, like phrase that. Is that is that the correct way? Designer? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it it works. I don't know if I've ever actually sat down and thought of a quote unquote proper title, but okay. I make dice. How how is that? It's acrylic. Yeah, or... so it, uh, or it's it's epoxy resin, um, okay. and so from start to finish, it takes I don't know like four days per set. So I have to order so... like the masters, polish them. Mm-hmm. Um, I make my own silicone molds, and then I pour. Uh, I have to like mix. It's like liquid glass almost. So I have to mix that, and then I color it, and then I pour them in the molds, and mm-hmm. then they sit in a pressure pot for a couple days, and then I pull them out, polish them, and then. Boom! Handmade uh, dice for tabletop games. <laughs> for for what it, is it? And I, I automatically think of Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. Right? Is that like that's the main exactly thing? what it is? Okay. Yeah. I've never played. I I still want to. Oh, for sure. If there's any it's groups out time. there that are playing, invite me. Send me something. <laughs> there you go. Anyways, uh, we'll we'll get back to that in a second. But I do want to talk about your background. Sure. Kelsey Rain. Are you from New Mexico, or did you somehow land here by accident? What's the story on that? So I'm going to tell on myself a little bit. I love saying that I am from here. The truth is, I was not born here. I was born in Idaho. Uh, That's where my family kind of got started. Okay. And then when I was about eight years old, my dad got a job out here, and so we ended up moving. And then that was in 2002, and I've been here ever since, Mm -hmm. minus five years in there when I went to college. Um, back in Idaho, actually. <laughs> so you, you missed it so much that you just wanted to go back? I guess, and then I changed my mind immediately because it's way too cold. So, <sighs> Yeah, I can understand <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. Damn. So what what is it about New Mexico that keeps you here, though? I mean, I know oh, that Idaho yeah. is cold, but why not go to uh, Arizona or California other than the expense over there? Right. So something that I have always kind of fell in love with is the skyline in Albuquerque. There are no skyscrapers, and so especially around the, uh, you know, like sunset time, you have like a 360 view of the sunset, and mm. of course, watching the sunset like go over the sandias, the sandias turn red, and then you look, you know, you look on uh, across the mesa, and you can see just flat line, and then just colors and clouds and all sorts of stuff. Um, it's honestly one of my favorite things ever. And when I try to explain it to people who aren't from here, they're like, it's a sunset. What's your deal? You know? (laughs) I'm like, you don't understand. You have to see it. So. (laughs) No. Don't you do that. She always (laughs) does this to me. Blink. Blinky, don't do this to me. She, she always does that. Um, but I, I mean, I definitely do understand, um, the, the, the hues and the different, the different colors that you get from New Mexico. Cause whenever you go out of state, it's just slightly different, you know, every single time. And I I thought about that a couple of days ago. Like, what makes it different? Yeah. Is it, like, the knowledge of knowing of where you are? Or is it, like, the cloud formation? Or is it the different... I, I don't get mm-hmm. it. I love this time of year because we get, you know, we get more rain than normal than we do the rest of the year, I guess. And so the clouds are always changing but around the sunset you can see you know there's just lots of little clouds here and there and they all turn mm-hmm. pink and orange and all sorts of crazy colors orange, and, uh, yeah. orange to purple that's always the, the yeah. a crazy transition mm-hmm. to watch yeah you for know sure. why we have those colors right pollution oh I yeah see. yeah did, did you guys know that the reason why we have so so many pretty colors Makes in sense. the skies is the pollution so the prettier it is the more fucked up it is <laughs> check that out <laughs> yeah my god 
Um, do you have any plans to move outside of New Mexico? Like in, in the next five years, do you plan to move uh, to your dream spot? And what is your you dream know, spot? That is a good question. And honestly, that's like a question that I've been asking myself a lot recently. Um, I do see myself being here for a long time, mm -hmm. only because I believe in putting in roots. And right now, at least over the last year, I've been putting in a lot of roots uh, in my career. And, mm -hmm. you know, so I'm working with uh, a studio in town. I like I'm working with all these different students um in you know in, in the west side and rio rancho area and so you know i do see myself staying here for the next five years but after that i don't know i also love traveling so fair enough have you ever uh ventured outside of the u.s oh uh, yeah actually a long time ago um when i was in high school you know we did a trip to uh austria and germany when i was in high school doing uh, uh the albuquerque youth symphony program you know they do a uh every four years they do an international tour and so i was really lucky in yeah, my senior year those. yeah my senior year yeah. i was able to go and so it was really it was a really cool experience we got I'm to play i'm jealous <laughs> sorry damn damn <laughs> austria and germany yeah <sighs> it was great you usually a lot of the trips that the high school offers is like um paris you know, oh, sure. And even though even that's like a great experience, mm -hmm. I'm I'm jealous. Capital High, why, why were we were we just not special enough? God. Anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> what what were some of the things that you learned from going out there? Um, a lot of music history. We ended up uh, we were in Salzburg, Austria, for a little bit, and we went to the birthplace of Mozart, and so we got to cool. see like the house and everything. Um, we were also in Vienna, and again, I'm gonna tell on myself. We had the option to either go to this really cool music museum or go see Beethoven's grave. I chose the music museum because it was really cool, but I should have gone. I know I'm I'm telling on past Kelsey. She should have gone, gone to, to be Yep, exactly. Mm, damn. <laughs> but it was still a really cool experience. So it was a lot of fun. Um, but just being there and um, at that point in my musical career, you know, I'd been playing violin for like six or seven years and getting to know like the origin of some of these you know these big famous composers like mozart and beethoven we got to see a lot of that um i got to see the grave of anton bruckner too he was bruckner yeah it was the most metal thing i think i've ever seen because he <laughs> his uh his like sarcophagus is underneath this abbey I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but the back of the wall is covered in skulls, and it was like Dude. skulls from a mass grave that had been there. I can't remember the rest of the story. All I remember is seeing the sarcophagus, which was directly under the organ that he composed in, and then, yeah, mm -hmm. just the back of the wall was this real grave. Real human skulls. Real human skulls. Were, did they come from the the catacombs by any chance or was it that's a good question you i don't know. know i was in high school i was still kind of a dork i mean i am still now a dork but back right. then it was just like those are schools right there that's pretty cool you know that's about it it's good that you still have that dorkness though exactly like, like some of us still need that it's gotten worse honestly <laughs> anyway. so going back to school um what kind of kid were you growing up you know elementary middle high school like oh, what, what were the phases Definitely. Um, every year on my birthday, I have to write my mom like a thank you note for allowing me to live beyond the 13 year old years because I was an <laughs> absolute sasshole. It was awful. And I feel so bad because I look back and I'm like, 
mom, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Especially I, like after I started mm. teaching middle school, I was like, oh my gosh, mom, you know. Uh, so definitely teenagehood was hard. Um, but when I got into like high school, you know, I kept, I held on to that sass at least at home. Um, but I was definitely very introverted. Definitely not very, uh, didn't have a lot of friends. Didn't talk to a lot of people. My whole universe was just music. That was like my mm-hmm. whole thing. And so, um, yeah. So, so go, going deeper into that music, when did it, uh, when did the passion for it start developing? Um, you know, I'm not sure. I, my mom likes to say that when I was around four or five, I started asking about it. Um, and I would That's awesome. sing, I would make noise. And, and then when I was in kindergarten, she started me on piano lessons. Um, they didn't stick. <laughs> I played piano for a couple years. Of course, it what do was... you mean they didn't stick? You're still a badass. Oh, at I it. mean, even now, no, I can play chords. Back. I can play chords. I know. Here's the problem: is I know piano players who are actually good, and I'm like, that's probably where I should be if I had continued. But after a couple years, um, that was actually, you know, I started violin when I moved here to Albuquerque when I was eight, and so I took piano okay. until we moved, and like, you know, I was really young, and I just kind of learned how to plunk. Um, but anyway, then like you just got the like the the normal chords like yeah I know how to play but that's it. That was about it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, well, I've seen I've seen the videos like that. There you go. Just yeah. play this and make everybody believe that you know how to play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, See, I that's all I do on stage right now. <laughs> <laughs> Again, telling on myself. I mean, but isn't that like the <laughs> the the progression of music? It's really just like four chord progression and then you kind of just develop off of that. So Absolutely. It's like slowly Absolutely. getting better no matter what. Um. It's f- Honestly, some of the best advice I ever got was to just fake it until you make it. Mm-hmm. As long as yeah. while you're faking it, yeah. you're also like actively learning and participating, you know? Yeah, I get it. Uh, and connecting, you know, getting to know different people that can hopefully get you into something else. Exactly. Well, mm-hmm. and, and just allowing yourself to like be a learner. Oh, Blinky. Why That's Blinky? Okay. <laughs> uh, it's fine. She, she's fine. <laughs> we'll just be kind of dark. It's okay. Um, I mean, thankfully for the LED ring and the backlights, we're we're yeah, chill. So we're she might come back. I might have to throw something at her. It worked. Ha-ha! See, I knew it. Mm. Anyways, um, back to the to the whole music thing. Yeah. How, how many instruments do you know how to play in general, right now? Uh, in Could, general. Because I know piano, violin, mm-hmm. guitar. I'm assuming bass because they're so like. Eh, yeah, electric bass. It's one that I I should I need more practice on for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I and can you make sing. it. I do, yeah. yeah. Um, my so my degree is in viola. Um, cool. And so yeah, well, like I did my bachelor's in music education, and while I did that, I actually had to learn how to play all of the instruments. And the only one that all I of them. really can't, I can't play all of them well. I can make them make noise. Noise. <laughs> yeah. Except for the trumpet. Okay. The only thing, the only noise I could really make on the trumpet was like a honk. You know, and, and to this day, like you <laughs> you could probably ask my professor and he will remember like the absolute panic attack I had when I had to do like a playing test with the trumpet because I literally cried. I could not make any noise Damn. other than just like a, you know, like an awkward honky yeah. fart sound. So I've, I've been around trumpet players <laughs> and new newbie trumpet players. They're, they're not it's so they're not very hard. Good. Oboe wasn't too bad. Oboe was the hardest one. Uh, oh, okay, like yeah, the, I was going to say. It's got the double reed on I it. I hate oboe. He, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought clarinet was bad, but no, nope. no, oboe is another deal. God, so you know how to play every single one, but the one they don't like the most is... The one I cannot play is trumpet. 
the ones I can play passably on a stage would be mm-hmm. violin, viola, guitar, more like rhythm guitar, mm-hmm. uh, keyboard, and voice. That's about it. Gnarly. So, yeah. So, saxophone... Saxophone, actually, I'm. If I picked it up, I bet I could figure it out and make something it's, it's groovy. Fun. I love. I saxophone. mean, because you, if you know the oboe, mm-hmm. isn't that the transferable to the clarinet? Very, very simple. Uh, I, I think so. I'm. I'm thinking of the key. I think the oboe reads, uh, in treble clef, in like standard tuning, but the clarinet you have to transpose, and that's where it gets tricky mm. in my brain is having to like transpose what's on the page. On your fingers. Into your fingers and into your brain. Yeah. Yeah, I know. S- switching from, uh, from a clarinet C and mm-hmm. then a saxophone C was just mm-hmm. like... Yep. Wait a minute. Yeah, let me do some rearranging here. Yep. Um, so right now, uh, with all the in- instruments that you're playing, mm-hmm. um, when you were growing up... Mm-hmm. Wh- so, how do I phrase this? I know that you do multiple things in multiple bands right now. Um, what was the first thing that you got uh, like really passionate into as a kid? Did you were you a part of any groups as a as a kid? Yeah, actually. Um, so I, I kind of briefly mentioned this earlier, but when I was seventh grade, I auditioned for the Albuquerque Youth Symphony Program, um, which cool. is a yeah, and it's it's a citywide uh, youth orchestra program that specifically provides like high quality music education um, to youth and it's been uh over 50 years now since this project or this uh this symphony started and uh it's yeah it was really awesome i was in it for six years um we've got people all over the city all over the country that have kind of come out of this program Mm -hmm. um and it's uh yeah it made a huge impact in my in my childhood in my life that's a big deal and so yeah yeah, for sure and my parents still remember to this day how to fold uh luminarias because that was one of their big fundraisers they had to do that for many many years (laughs) So, uh, other parents who have children in this in this uh, program know exactly what I'm talking about. You had to fold so many of them uh, just to just to raise funds. Uh, you know, I don't know what they use them for now, but uh, anyway, yeah, it was a lot of work, mm-hmm. um, lots of rehearsals I'd, every Saturday morning from uh, seventh grade up to well, actually. Yeah, I guess it was just seventh and eighth grade. I had to be there at eight o'clock in the morning on a Saturday, uh, every Saturday for two years, <laughs> which was really fun. High school was okay. different. High school they did Monday after or they do uh, Monday evenings, um, but anyway, yeah, no, my parents definitely were very involved in that. But it definitely set a fire under me. And mm-hmm. between like, yeah, just playing all these all this music every week, and also the people that I got to interact with, the people I got to learn from, the mentors that i was able to to meet and learn from was yeah just absolutely insurmountable in making who i am right now yeah <laughs> so, yeah i feel that yeah i mean to have patience for kids i, I would imagine you know you have to go through some trial and stipulations um going into uh the music style you know you were going into i'm assuming the orchestra style um when when was it that you made this transfer into metal music? Okay, so I definitely all of my training is in classical music because you know they don't mm-hmm. they don't have a degree in metal viola. <laughs> That's not a not thing. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. There you go. Give it a couple years, maybe. Um, but anyway, so yeah, all of that. Um, all of my training is is classical training. Um, when I was in high school, I started playing guitar when I was about fourteen. I literally pulled. Um, excuse me got a frog in my throat um (laughs) i literally pulled my dad's guitar that he played in college in the 
80s. <laughs> I had to think really hard about that for some reason. Sorry, Dad. Um, anyway, I pulled the, this guitar out of his closet and I started playing it and I kind of fell in love with that. So I started writing music. Um, I do have a dorky YouTube channel. So from like, no. yeah, from like 2010. So bonus points if you can find it, I guess. I don't know what those points could be redeemed for, <laughs> but that channel is out there and I'm very blonde in that. So just fair warning. Blonde? Um, yeah, this is not my natural hair color, unfortunately. So uh, Is blonde but, your natural hair color? Mm-hmm. Oh, curious. Fun fact. <laughs> So anyway, um, so yeah, I started playing guitar in high school and then I started writing my own music and somewhere in there I started listening to metal. I had friends that had kind of introduced me to it. Um, and then when I got into college, uh, you know, I still liked heavy metal and I actually got this tremendous opportunity to record for a couple bands. Um, one of them is Periphery, actually. I played on Periphery? Yep, Select Difficulty. I was on uh, one of the backup uh, like the backup orchestra and then another mm -hmm. band called misery signals. Um, oh, so sick. yeah, it was a really fun time. And after like I started recording for that and I was like, this is so cool. You know, classical music <laughs> is cool. Don't get me wrong. Right. Uh, you know, for all my students out there who are watching or listening, please. <laughs> classical music is great. Um, anyway, so I started, anyway, so yeah, I started doing this recording stuff and I was like, man, this is like, this is really cool. Just listening to the way that, you know, the, it's all written and organized and then fit it the way that they fit into, um, you know, the, the metal tracks. I, I kind of fell in love with symphonic metal. And mm -hmm. so that's kind of on my, on my list eventually is to write my own symphonic metal album and whatnot. Sick. And so, yeah, it's <laughs> on my list. <laughs> that's really interesting. But, mm -hmm. I mean, it's really nice because classical music couldn't fluctuate into, um, kind of like any genre, they say, you mm -hmm. know, just as long as you can fit it. Um, correct chord progression, uh, same keys and whatnot, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. It sounds all beautiful. Mm -hmm. Do you know Nightwish? I do, actually. Uh, yeah, I love them. <laughs> first symphonic metal band I ever got into, and it's yeah. just like, get that emotion from them that you mm -hmm. don't get from any other band. Yeah, absolutely. God, and my goal kind of right now is to start developing like my own um, like metal violin viola technique, if that makes sense. Just different mm -hmm. ways that you can kind of standardize and showcase the violin on a heavy metal stage. Mm -hmm. um, so as far as like my rig goes right now, I'm using a uh, fully electric five string violin. Um, it's, it's called an Aurora. I bought it out of, uh, out of Brazil. Absolutely worth it. Super gorgeous. If you haven't seen these, definitely go online and look them up. Um, so I've got that. And then I have like a full pedal board with um, a bunch of boss pedals. You know, eventually I'm going to get a fully electric pedal board instead of just like a bunch of pedals but like pieces yeah exactly okay. so have, have you ever um have you thought about just putting it onto a pedal board you know just multiple uses? yeah like a multi-effects pedal yeah yeah it's on my list uh okay. the ones i want are really expensive and uh yep that's it <laughs> so it's always money exactly it always, always, down always. To money. my so. god but i mean so what, what are you doing for money by the way how, how are you oh, paying yeah. for this so right now, I actually just got a job at a little place called Music on the West Side. It's in Rio Rancho, uh, New Mexico, and I, I really like it. Um, right now, I'm, I think I'm the one violin teacher they have. They might have another one I haven't met yet. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm doing that, and then I'm also working at a restaurant right now. I'm and washing dishes. Yes, so I'm, I'm, I'm dishwashing right now, but I'm actually training to be a cook. Um, okay. My boss, Raul, is fantastic. He's such a chill dude, and... Um, 
he yeah he's very much pro training how do we get you out of dishwashing and into something new you know and so something that i'm i'm pretty sure is gonna put you to use your your strength Mm-hmm. Your your strengths, you know what I mean? Because I mean, anybody can wash dishes. Oh, for sure. If you haven't washed dishes, go do it. It humbles <laughs> you. I'm serious. Exactly. You clean up after people, and yeah, it's really fun. Your, uh, <laughs> you know, it, fun. It helps your quotations. like uh, your gag reflex too. You suddenly don't have one after you're <laughs> scraping people's plates. Anyway. Oh my god! So. You just give me flashbacks. <laughs> god, good times. Good times. It's Hell. good for you. <laughs> Um, and really quick before I, uh, we get off on this first segment, one question that I didn't ask you was, um, in your childhood, were you the only child or did you have any no, brothers and sisters? Uh, I am the oldest of eight. Wow. Yeah. Of eight of them. Mm-hmm. Go mom. So to be fair, the youngest two were adopted. Um, okay. if I can do a quick mom brag, she and my dad have been foster parents for the last couple of years. They just mm. recently ended their license. Um, but yeah, during like, so my youngest biological brother is 17 and when he got into high school, my parents were like, man, you know what? We just still haven't quite gotten it right. (laughs) (laughs) So we need more to make sure we know we're good parents. (laughs) So they're amazing. Yes. My parents are awesome. Uh, so yeah, I'm like, my youngest brother is five. Five years old. Yep. Wow. That's, that's pretty crazy. Mm Mm-hmm. No way. So anybody else in the family are musicians or is everybody just in different categories? Um, We're all kind of in different categories right now. Uh, my youngest brother, biological brother, is into sports. He's like, Dope. yeah, he, he uh, plays basketball, soccer, volleyball. He swims like he's amazing. Um, He's like the weirdo, though. The rest of us are mm-hmm. huge nerds. So right now I'm the only professional musician. I had a, I have a couple siblings that did like piano. Um, I have one one of my brothers did the youth symphony program with me. Um, oh cool. And okay. So yeah, and then yep, that's about it. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only weirdo. <laughs> I wouldn't say the only one. I I need to meet the other ones. And, okay, and, you that's know, fair. Let me judge. Yes. But <laughs> that is a perfect first segment into our podcast with Miss Kelsey Rain. Thank you for tuning in with us, guys. We're going to be right back, and we are going to get into the deeper parts of what makes Kelsey Rain, Kelsey Rain. Stay tuned, guys. <laughs> 